Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Are you serious? So this is How to Kill an Hour. My name is Marcus Bronzy. And my name is Producer Bill. The Goat. Billy Goat. Are you called that? Uh, I've been called a Billy Goat, just like as Billy Goat, like you know, greatest of all time. But I think it's more the animal than the greatest of all time, mind you. Yeah, and you're listening to one of the Goat podcasts, How to Kill an Hour. Yeah, where we like to talk about tech. Tech talks about us. But today we're taking it in a, in a direction that I think you, Billy, would like, and also Ace would, right? Yeah, and I think I think Funk would uh, wouldn't mind this episode either. Who's the guest on today's show? Today's guest is wrestling legend Kofi Kingston. Why is he a legend, Bill? He's been 10 years in the game deep. He's just been grinding away, grinding away. And uh, he was he was a uh, world champion not too long ago. He's a tag team champion, record-setting tag team champion, should I, should I say. Yeah. You, you name it, he's done it. He is one of the, uh, one of the well-respected members of the locker room. Yeah, 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 definitely. Uh, so without further ado, let's step into when we headed over to Brighton to have a quick chat with Kofi Kingston. I know you're into trainers. I know yeah. You're today, so have you got the Prestos on or what have we got today? These here are um, Adidas Ultra Boost, the yeah. Woodstock uh, 50th anniversary okay. um, collaboration with a sneaker company called Nice Kicks. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, the, I, I'm in a real big like tie dye phase right now. So anything with like multicolor stuff, I'm I have to get. So when I saw these, I was like, oh, I, you know. And and this is, I, I okay. So I, I bought three pairs of these. Uh, you know, yeah, yeah. And and because so I bought the first one. And I'm like, oh, so I'm really into like a Prestos for my everyday sneaker, because yeah, yeah. um, it just like the way that it fits on my foot and the way that it like it, I have tendonitis in my uh, in my ankle. It doesn't cause me any pain. So when I wear a different sneaker, it's like women wearing high heels. Like you suffer, you know. And I know I'm gonna hurt, uh, but I'll wear it anyway. So this one kind of gave me the same feeling as that Presto, where it's like it, I, I can wear these every day. Yeah. So I'm like, oh my god, they start getting dirty. I'm like, oh no. Like, what am I going to do? You know, when these get too dirty to wear, oh, should I just wash them? No, let me go buy another pair. So I bought two pairs like that same week and then uh, they just re-released them. Um, I think it was actually like a UK site. I forget what it was called, but um, someone sent me a link. It's like, oh, do you have these? I'm like, yes, I have two, but I need another one, you know? So I yeah, just yeah. ordered, by the time I get uh, to the house, I will have two more pairs of these on the uh, on the shelf. And um, 
yeah, that's my that's my sneaker addiction. So when you do get like your exclusive sneakers, do you always look for that second pair that you can put away somewhere, or, or are you somebody that will wear them? Because I've got some yeah. friends that buy trainers, never touch the sneakers. After yeah, them. it depends. Yeah, it depends on the sneaker. It depends yeah. on the sneaker. Uh, like if it's something like this where I know that I'm wearing it every single day, I will definitely stock up. And um, I've made the mistake of stocking up to where I do have some. That, like I just get bored and I'm like, oh, I'm not going to wear them anymore. But I have like three more pairs that are just sitting there yeah. um, and then I have a hard time like giving them away too my brother luckily is the same shoe size as me so I can like give them to him it's like you you know you want to entrust them to him yeah. but um, for the most part like my, my wrestling sneakers um, unless it's a really really unique shoe um, that you can wear in the ring and out of the ring a lot of the things that I wear in the ring like you even I can't pull them off in real life, you know. Uh, but um, yeah, it just depends on the sneaker. Uh, I, I'm not. I'm not above buying multiple pairs, though. I hear that. I hear that. I hear that. I'm a comfort guy now. You know? Yeah. Like, um, I'm, I'm not a small guy, so when I get trainers, if it's stylish, but I put them on and I can feel that burn. Oh I'm yeah. Like, do you know what? Furthermore, I'm like I don't. Even, I have such a newfound respect for women for wearing high. I know. Right? Oh yeah. I can't handle like a pair of church shoes. No. Yeah, day, and you're just you know up there on your on your toes all day, just walking around for yeah. a look. And I'm like, best, yeah. well, okay, He'll sacrifice, play. you know, play. yeah. yeah. <laughs> anyway, we're here to talk wrestling. Yeah. Um, you've had a turbulent year in in terms of highs and lows. It's been an amazing year for you. Can yeah. you just talk through that, man? Yeah, it's been, uh, it's been crazy uh, going from the beginning of the year to where I didn't know what I was going to be doing on WrestleMania. Honestly, I don't think there are any plans to have myself, Woods, or E included in WrestleMania. There wasn't a plan for like a big tag team match like there normally is. Uh, we didn't have any storylines going into it. And then all of a sudden going into Elimination Chamber, um, Ali gets um, hurt by Randy Orton. And um, I'm his replacement in the Elimination Chamber. Uh, had to go through uh, a gauntlet match to get there. And I remember getting the call and... Um, Road Dog, who was, you know, writing SmackDown at the time, was like, Hey, we're gonna have you replace Ali in the in the gauntlet match. Can you can you go for at least an hour? And I'm like, Oh yeah, of course. Hang up the phone. I'm like, man, I don't do any cardio like this. You know what I mean? Like, of course you're like mentally ready and yeah, you don't say, No, I I'm trying an hour, I can't do it. Give it give the opportunity to someone else. I just I can't do it, you know? Um, you say that you can do it and then you kinda go out there and you, you know, you you figure it out. I remember uh having um, Dr. Tom Pritchard as a coach. And one of the things that he made us do in, uh, in um, FCW was have hour-long Broadways. So this was a decade ago. We were forced to get in there in the Tampa heat, humidity, sweating in your eyes, no AC in the building, and you had to be in there in the ring for an hour, one-on-one. -on -one. And um, once you did it, it was like, man, I'm alive. I, you know, I, I can do this. So uh, having had that match, I had no fear going into this gauntlet match, even if it was over a decade later. Like, yeah, like I've done it before, so I can I can do it again. Uh, so, yeah, after we did that, like the fans were just like so like starting to get real real passionate as far as their support for me. And then at the elimination chamber, when it came down after I beat uh, Randy. And then it was me and Daniel Bryan, and then everyone in Houston's like, "Oh my God, it's happening!" And that, but just before their eyes, like this dream of Kofi Kingston as WWE champion was this close, and now they just start. Everyone's coming out of their seats, you know, and um, that was the the birth of Kofi Mania, you know. And it, I always say like it's not cool when I say it because I don't know, it just sounds weird for me to say, but it was definitely cool to experience and watch people get 
rapidly behind this movement and uh, just real I'm, I'm fortunate to have had that level of support from the WWE universe like you that's what you hope for as a guy you know as a good guy on the roster for people to support you like that you know um, so it was crazy to have to go through that whole process and uh, I think when um, the uh, Elimination Chamber went about we had two more pay-per-views before uh, WrestleMania, I forget which one came after Elimination Chamber. Was it Fastlane, I think? Uh, and then WrestleMania after that. So we had like a legit month and a half that we had to like draw people out. And initially the plan was not for me to go all the way to WrestleMania. But um, the more that the fans kept getting behind it, you know, the this was the direction that we needed to go. And I'm so glad that we actually decided to go do what should have been done because there's so many times where the fans will be in such support and then for whatever reason, we want to go in a different direction and we don't get to pay it off. So uh, it was something where people were literally investing all of their emotion behind this moment. And um, like I said, I'm just so fortunate to have experienced that as a WWE superstar. This is what you dream about. You want to have a moment that affects people emotionally like down to the core and uh after i won at wrestlemania just everybody in the arena eighty-five thousand people on their feet cheering crying and enjoy and um on social media same thing you know kids crying grown men crying you know in bars and just it was a really cool moment to be a part of and then obviously um when you become wwe champion now I'm just like, oh my God, they're going to take it away from me the next night. You know, like they did Zack Ryder, right? When he won the Intercontinental Championship and then he loses the next night. I'm like, oh, they gave him their moment. They're going to take it away. Because initially I wasn't scheduled to be on Raw. And then <clears throat> I get a call to be on Raw. And I'm like, oh, here we go. You know, oh, take it on set. They're going to, you know, unify the titles. Yeah. Here we go. But they didn't go that route. I was like, oh, okay, one week goes by. I'm like, I'm still champ. Okay, month goes by. I'm like, all right, we're still champ. You know, six months later, um, you uh, had one of the longest reigns in recent history. So, um, and I got to wrestle a lot of great competitors along the way. So that's what you strive for as a WWE superstar. You want to have the best matches. When you're the champion, you want to go up against the best. So for me to go up against guys like Samoa Joe and Kevin Owens and Dolph Ziggler and Randy Orton, um, Daniel Bryan in that six-month period, um, Sami Zayn, you know what I'm saying? Um, that is what I wanted to do is to make sure that the rain itself was um, was a good rain. So um, then you <laughs> you hit Brock Lesnar, you know. <laughs> so and it all comes to a screeching halt, and uh, and 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 that's it, you know. But at the same time. Um, Six months is a long time, almost to the day. You know, almost exactly a six month reign, and um, and I, I this is my my coping mechanism. You know, I say uh, Ric Flair couldn't have been a sixteen time champion without losing fifteen times. You know, so hopefully this is a. Uh, uh, the, the first of many championships but again it took me 11 years to get here but you just have no idea what the, what the next step is going to be so um, it is what it is you know what I mean it is what it is and uh, you do what you can with what you're given and try to make the best of it and that's just the way the story goes I mean you mentioned this the shift that you must have felt from the audience and also the support within the locker room and, and, and also upstairs as well in the WWE now that that's happened and, and you've had that explosion and support, I feel like that energy is still there for you. Do you feel like that's still there? Yeah, like, no. Coffee Mania ain't over. Yeah, no, definitely not. There's still a lot of people who were upset about the way things went down on SmackDown, uh, the first initial SmackDown, the biggest SmackDown ever, essentially, yeah. uh, myself included. And, um, you know, we just kind of 
see what happens, right? I don't have any control over where we go um, storyline-wise, but all I can do is um, take advantage of the opportunities that I am given when uh, they are given to me and make the best out of them. So that's what we do, man. We uh, we just kind of keep fighting, and now we're back in the fight, right? So we, we go back to it. So it's all good. 100%. And, and um, another thing that you're known for, I mean, even for people who aren't, aren't super avid watchers of WWE is, is your... The way that you handle Royal Rumbles, I think it's like oh yeah, it's, 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 a, it's a yearly event. Kind of looking forward to the way that you kind of manage to keep two feet off the floor. Right? Yeah, man. I just want to ask you real quick, like, what was one of your favorite ways of avoiding elimination? Oh, I don't see. I don't even try to rank them, man. I just it's hard enough to try to come up with them. You know what I'm saying? I just put them out there, and if people like them, they like them. If not. That's cool too, uh, but I saw it as an opportunity when uh, John Morrison left the company. There was one year where he got um, like hit off of the apron and he jumped all the way to the barricade and like parkoured his way back to the ring. And then the next year he wasn't there, and I was like, "Oh, I'll yeah. do something like that," yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah. So then, fast forward a decade later, every year you have a uh, a, a Kofi Kingston Royal Rumble moment. Um, this past year, though, uh, we got some of these young guys and young women out here making it real, real difficult. You know what I'm saying? Uh, Casey, uh, you know, is, is making it real hard out there, just <laughs> handstanding. And she's like the incredible little gymnast who can do all these things. So um, I think for me, the next greatest trick would be to win. You know, all the other stuff aside, like that's the goal is to win, right? You want to become WWE champion. You want to have another match at WrestleMania. So that's my goal now. Uh, and then let all the, these young booties, these young kids go out there and and, uh, and and do these stunts. But, you know, I'll, I'll probably do something. We'll see. You know which one the kids at home are doing the most? Don't yeah. the home kids. Yeah. The, uh, it's definitely got to be the office chair one. I mean, oh, that, is that? That, that got me looking yeah, yeah, yeah. Offices like that. That, was, that had me, that had, that had my heart. Yeah, I yeah. This could go sideways because office chairs aren't designed. For no, this they're not. And office chair, man. yeah, and then um, when so it was funny because so Hornswoggle when he was with the company uh, and even still he's like the guy who I bounced these ideas off of yeah. and uh, he's like, oh, what are you gonna do this year, Kofi? I'm like, bro, I don't know, man. Like if I come up with something, I will. If not, then I'll just get thrown out of the ring. It's not a big deal. Oh, what are you gonna do this year? You gonna what are you gonna get a pogo stick? Oh, and he's like laughing. I was like, huh? Wait a minute. Pogo stick, huh? Do they have anything around the ring? Can I use a kendo stick? No. Oh, the chair. I'm going to try it tomorrow. And this is literally a day before. I didn't have anything before, you know? Um, so then I go, and then I'm looking at the uh, the stuff, and I'm like, oh, this is entirely feasible, you know? And I'm like hopping on it and everything. Actually, no, I started hopping on it in the hotel room, and he's like, oh, my God, oh, that's what you got to do. I'm like, cool. So we'll figure it out. Like, I get a lot of credit for these things, but, you know, if um, uh, Tenzai doesn't put me on the uh, the apron, then I don't get to do it. If Rusev doesn't catch me and put me on the barricade, then, like, I don't get to even do that. If uh, the Rosebuds don't catch me and they carried me around, I didn't... I didn't do anything. I got carried around. And I got credit for this like cool elimination. Woods and E launching me up into the ring. Like they launched me. I just, I was just there standing on one foot, you know? But, um, yeah, it was, uh, like the, the pogo stick one was, was dangerous. Cause then you saw like this, the, the chair kind of start like tipping forward. I was yeah. like, Oh. Oh my God! Like and, I, and then yeah, what kind of quality of you don't, is this? Where do they put? Yeah, 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 I'm yeah. Not sure if it's made for I know. And then I used to work at uh at, for Staples, which was another. <laughs> and that the chair section was one of my sections in the magazine to be responsible for. So it all came full circle, you know. Um, but yeah, that one was uh that one was pretty dang. And then the chair started like rotating too, and I'm like, yeah. oh my God! Now I have to hop like backwards. I'm like, I hope this chair doesn't break. Yeah. And luckily, you know, here we are. Here we are. <laughs> Ready to pop the question? 
The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Yeah, thanks, man. Um, now, there's some people that are used to hearing you with your Jamaican accent. That's um, right. <laughs> Kofi Kingston from Kingston, Jamaica, where you're from, right near the beach. Boy, boy! But, uh, you, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> you headed over to Ghana, though. Like, how was yeah. the trip to Ghana, though, man? It was incredible. Yeah. Uh, amazing. Amazing in so many ways. It had been 26 years since I had been there last um, to be able to come back as WWE champion. They're all familiar with the product over there. And... Um, you know, they understood the significance and the joy and happiness that I felt from them um, was unmatched. You know, um, they, they welcomed me back with open arms. I got to do so many cool things. Um, I got to meet the president. I got to meet the Ashanti King um, and give them WWE titles. Like in what world, you know what I'm saying, are, are we in that we can give the president of a country a handshake. Oh, by the way, here's a title. And then to see him light up, oh, you know, and I'm like, oh my God, like what is happening right now? Cause, uh, my mom does a lot of work with the president. She works for, uh, UNESCO. Um, so she's the one who kind of orchestrated and organized this whole experience. Initially we wanted it to be seven days. We don't have that kind of time being that we have to go back and forth from shows, but we squeeze seven days of, um, events into four days. And um, I say this all the time, like I never felt tired. I was the, the energy was just so amazing to be able to uplift people and to be able to show children at schools that anything is possible. Look, there's even a Ghanaian name on this most prestigious prize in in WWE and all of wrestling here. Look, it says Kofi right there. And they're looking at it like oh, their minds are blown. And I'm excited to see like if that moment is the catalyst to spark you, you know, to spark them to go and on and do great things and believe in themselves. Um, that to me is the most important aspect of number one, going there. Uh, and then also being a WWE superstar, being able to influence people. People listen to me because I'm on TV and they forget like, okay, I'm just a guy, you know, just like you. I was in the same position. And, um, the real only reason that I'm here is because I had the courage to go out and follow my dream. If I didn't, I don't know what I'd be doing, but I definitely wouldn't be enjoying my life as much as I am now. So um, spreading that message is so important to me because you only get one life and you need to live it to the fullest by going out and achieving your dreams. It's um, 
it's the difference maker, you know, between, I'm not going to say like your life is terrible if you don't follow your dreams, but I'll tell you what, it's a lot better if you do. It's a lot more fun. 100%. And I think there's definitely going to be somebody that you met out there that's following their dreams now and they're going to be thanking you in the future. Yeah. Um, it's quite interesting. You said you, you don't have much time, which you, you clearly don't because no. you're growing a lot, but you're still very active on digital platforms like YouTube and stuff. As well. Obviously, you've got the sneaker yeah. uh, section, um, your sneaker show that you've got on YouTube, but you're also an avid gamer as well. We love gaming here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So when you do get a little bit of downtime, like that bit of time to kill some time. Yeah. How do you spend it, man? Yeah, doing just that. I mean, uh, usually the downtime I have at home is always spent with the family um, and, and the kids. So um, I guess that's not really downtime yeah. per se. Uh, but when they all go to bed, um, honestly, like just being able to run errands at my house and, you know, organize my sneaker closet or, you know, take out the trash. Like it's very therapeutic because I feel like I have this like this normal life. Like I'm doing all the things that you're supposed to do when you're home, you know? Uh, so yeah, that's, that's really it. Obviously playing video games is a huge part of what we do. Um, as you may or may not know, I am the Madden King. I know you guys don't play American football over here, but, uh, in America, uh, on the WWE roster, I am the Madden King. So you are here in the presence of royalty, you know, okay. uh, right. playing, playing games right. is an avenue for us to uh, go out and just like talk trash because yeah. that's the way that we grew up. Um, back in the day, our, I remember playing like Street Fighter and Mortal Kombat and you would be able to like interact with the people, the physical people like right next to you. And you could see the look on their faces when you beat them. And ah, nah, I'm looking at you. We're talking trash. So now we get to do that at work. Uh, and in this day and age where we have all the online media and you put the headset on and it's cool. People just want to get in here, banging on the door, trying to get in here because they want to, they want a piece of the Madden <laughs> King. You know, they said the Madden King, there he is, he's in there. Uh, but um, seeing, um, you know, it gives us an avenue just to like, to, to interact with people because like in this day and age when you have the headset on and you're at home and you're talking to people all over the world, it's cool, but you're in the room by yourself and you're not having this human interaction. Yeah. So to be able to uh, travel with our PlayStations, I, it's the first thing that I do when I get to the locker room is look for, a, a, we call it a lab setup. We call it the lab, you know? So I'm looking for the plugs, converters, table. Before I even like put my stuff down for my, you know, for where I'm going to sit in the locker room and I set the lab up yeah. and now anybody who wants to play at any given time can come and play. You know, we play Tekken, we play Mortal Kombat, we play Madden, some people play UFC. Um, so it's a good outlet for us to have uh, just to go out and and have fun because what we do is very, very hard and uh, anything we can do to kind of alleviate that uh, that stress. There they go again. There they go again. Oh, trying to bust the door down um but yeah yeah video games are definitely a big part of what we do um it makes our like our layovers go by real fast sometimes you'll be in the airport and your flight will get delayed like three hours it's like before i'd be mad yeah, now i, I kind of get yeah yeah now we're just mad in yeah but uh yeah, yeah you just set up the lab and you kill time and crack on no yeah. no no 2k in there you know, I, I oh the wwe 2k i thought you meant like uh, nba oh, yeah, 2k yeah, for a second yeah, well, you uh, well yeah i i don't so um I, yeah it's like playing what yeah it's doing it is amazing it is amazing to be in a video game uh it never gets old especially as a gamer um but we have we we, we wrestle a lot you know what i'm saying so then uh like it's almost like bringing work home yeah, you know what okay, i mean yeah, yeah. um and that's not to say that like i i am against playing the game i'm not it's a it's a great game uh, especially this year you know what i'm saying there's a lot of like little uh little little things in there that uh make it interesting to play you know but um yeah i think for a lot of us we uh 
like kind of detached from wrestling a little bit and that's like what the video game or what the uh the playstation kind of does for us so people will play um but more so uh more so other games in there when um when we have the extra time okay and um so if you brush me at madden which is what we say if you batter me at madden yeah batter you batter batter you batter you if you get uh you said fifa <laughs> like a northern yeah batter yeah batter you yes we need to get you on a soccer yeah game. <laughs> I, so there are people who are fifa specialists rusev is one yeah. um i think roman is actually pretty good at fifa really? yeah i think i want to say it was roman who's pretty good um who else? Yeah, there's a lot, of, a lot of FIFA players. Obviously, like the UK guys. Uh, a lot of the uh, cruiserweights play FIFA, too. Um, Grand Metalik is actually really good at FIFA. Yeah, yeah. But me, nah, I suck. I suck at FIFA. I'm bad. I don't even know the rules of the game, really. You know, I'm bad. We've got a rule here. If someone's beating you more than 3-0 at halftime, oh. you have to come off the console. Bro. The real serious players, you have to write a letter home to your... <laughs> parents or your wife and say sorry man was that bad that i lost my god i would have i would have had a whole a whole book (laughs) i would have had a whole encyclopedia of just letters talking about how bad i was in the game i've never won a game of fifa i I will most like oh actually that's not true the first uh up up down down that we ever shot was in some guy's basement and uh myself and woods played fifa luckily neither of us knows what we're doing uh and i did win that one that was probably the only game of fifa that i won and then he had to eat a bunch of hot peppers because we had some uh you know like a punishment on the line so yeah yeah yeah. so it wasn't a letter but he ate those he ate those peppers other than that you know what i've i even have I played FIFA? I've, I, I should have retired then, but I have played since then. I could have gone out on like a, a win, but I'll yeah, record. I'll never, I'll never win again. I most likely will never win. I yeah. suck. Um, well, what can we expect for you forthcoming in WWE? What can we expect to see from Kofi? You expect the unexpected, man. Uh, we oftentimes don't know what the future holds. Things are always changing. Um, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, my job is just to kind of keep pushing forward and, um, you know, making sure that the opportunities that I'm given are capitalized upon and, uh, and, you know, taken to the fullest. So that's, that's really it. If, if I was to sit here and tell you like, well, uh, WrestleMania is going to come around and we're going to be doing this, like that would be a complete lie because I don't even know what we're doing next week. So, um, yeah, that's kind of the nature of the business, but that's again what makes it exciting to be a WWE superstar is to be in this, uh, this state of not knowing what's going on and then finding a way to make it compelling. You know, so that's when it gets fun for us. You're definitely doing that, man. Yeah, uh, thanks, man. <laughs> thank you very much for having a chat with me. I'm gonna yeah. finish now before they bust the door down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. People but you see that? That's the problem. Is that they're quitters? You see? <laughs> that's the problem. They think that they want. They think that they want it in Madden, and they say that they want it. And they're banging on the door. They want it, and then they just give up, just like that. Me. Yeah, they said, uh, you know, come on, you got to figure out a way. <laughs> Cheers, brother. Hey, thanks, that. man. What a nice guy, Bill. Right. Kofi was very, uh, what's the word, uh, warming and inviting. He was uh, very easy to talk to upon meeting him. He was very jovial, very happy, especially yeah. after a long-haul flight. He's just full of energy and just, just easy to talk to. I mean, even though you were talking to him, I could, I could, I could get that vibe from him. I mean, I spoke to him for a little, for a little bit. Yeah, and he was just, just, just like, "Hi, how you doing?" Shook my hand and everything. He's just a nice guy. Just Genuinely. a very, very nice guy. And I'm more impressed for people like wrestlers being pumped and excited and having energy for you because they're literally running around busting each other's asses all week like we all know wrestling is is you know it's not it's not UFC in terms of fighters going in the ring and 
punching each other's eyeballs out, yeah? But it's a very physical thing to be doing on tour all year round, right, Bill? Yeah. Like, these I mean, guys are high, are high flying, they're jumping around, they're slamming their bodies into things, right? Yeah. I mean, a lot, a lot of, not a lot of people know this, but they don't just wrestle on a Monday and a Friday. They also wrestle Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. They're all over the country. They're all over the world. Yeah. And they don't get a lot of rest time throughout the year. Yeah. So just to have energy is impressive. Like, do you know what I mean? Like actors, when you talk to them doing junkets, their films done months ago, mate. They were waiting for the special effects to get done. Hugh Jackman ain't huge and jacked when you're meeting him for the Wolverine interview. No, he's Hugh Fatman. You get me? He's on. Yeah. The, he's been on the pies. Rightly so. They've got their check and they've been sitting down yeah. and playing a bit of PlayStation for the last exactly. six months. Exactly, they've been chilling and they're just doing their contractual ob- obligement, yeah, by coming around and doing press. Of course they're going to be happy because their film's out. But these wrestlers, you know, they're talking to you now a couple of hours later, punching each other up a little bit. But um, yeah, so it was a really nice chat with him. I think we should have more WWE superstars here. Definitely. WWE, hit us up. Let's yeah, uh, let's let's, this, let's go to uh, Royal Rumble or WrestleMania. Well, Royal Rumble's yeah. next month, so yeah. we'll leave that one. We'll park that by the side. Yeah, I yeah. think we'd like to go to uh, WrestleMania. Definitely. And WWE is is moving house in terms of where it's going to be broadcast in the UK as well. But we'll talk more about that when that happens properly. You get me? That we will. Yeah. All right. Well, this has been Hard to Kill an Hour. I've been Marcus Bronzy. I've been producer Bill. In the meantime, it doesn't matter. No, I'm joking. See you later. Stay blessed. <laughs> 